The views expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this radio station or Delta Media Corporation, but we bet you'll like them. I'm back in the saddle again. Checking in from the right side of Acadiana, seeking truth. I want the truth! Yes! Justice. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. Yes! And a whole lot of freedom to have fun. Winning, winning, winning. Yes! Oh, behave. This is the Rush Report. I think we. Well, I very much want to be here, so I'm not a hostile witness. I very much want to be. Not here. so much that you're hostile, Miss Willis. It'd be an adverse witness. Your interests are opposed to Miss Merchants. Thank you. Merchants' interests are per- uh, contra- contrary to democracy, Your Honor, not to mine. All right. She gave him cash. Uh huh. She got the best of her life. Belize. Uh huh. Napa Valley. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little blue thing. Mm hmm. You my little boo thing. So I don't give a hoot what you do, say girl. I know you a little too tame. I'll be shooting that shot like two K girl. I know. Tell him I'm tell him I'm next. Tell him you find a little something too fresh. I know. Tell him I'm tell him I'm next. Tell him you find a little something too fresh. I know. All right, people.
I said I would try to make you smile. It's a Freaky Friday. It's a fun Freaky Friday. It's a fabulous fun Freaky Friday. It's a fantastically fabulous fun Freaky Friday. It's okay. I'm there. I'm, it's all right. It's, it's all I can do on a glass of wine for lunch. <laughs> I did, and I had that Jacques Boudreau pizza at uh, at Dino's. Oh, my gosh, is it fabulous. You want to have a good pizza? You got to do the Jacques Boudreau, and it's perfect for Lent. Perfect for Lent. I'm going I'm to be talking to Tim. I saw him over there a little bit earlier at Dino's on Bertrand, so it's all good. Boy, was it good. It was very good. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Ross Report. Yes, 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 I know. We're on the eve of destruction. Why am I having a good time? <laughs> because I have that sort of gallows sense of humor, and I strongly recommend that you develop one yourself, because you're going to need it. You're going to need to buckle up. What was it, Betty Davis, in that uh, All About Eve or Notorious? One of those. Fasten your seatbelt. It's going to be a bumpy night. Well, we're we're in for a bumpy 10 months from now until November of this year. So I am telling you, find a way to find the sense of humor because you're going to need it. It may be a gallow sense of humor, but you are going to need it to get through this year. So, of course, we had to start with her little boo thing. A <laughs> little boot thing. I couldn't resist. Almost every Fox News host last night was re- was repeating parts of her testimony and his testimony. Nathan Wade and Fonny Willett. Fonny, Fonny girl. She wasn't a Fonny girl yesterday. Her, her, the prosecutors on her side, the people representing the state on her side, um, didn't expect her, and she went storming into that courtroom. And she was irritated, and she was having none of it. She was very irritated, and she was not happy. And she just thought she was going to take over. She thought she was going to take over. She thought that she was going to control the conversation. But she didn't. She made a complete fool of herself. And by the way, when you have, you know, the, the judge was kind of a, well, he was kind of a steady hand. I mean, he let her go. A lot of I saw a lot of commentators, uh, you know, legal commentators last night saying, "Boy, I would have shut it down before that." But and I'm thinking, no, I think he did the right thing, and I think he did it for that reason. You know, when your enemy is destroying themselves and their argument, let them go. Don't get in between them and their self-destructing <laughs> tendencies, and that's what we saw by her on the stand yesterday. Just. Horrible, a horrible display by someone who's supposed to be uh, a what a, a of the court, uh, a war, not a ward of the court, but, you know, an officer of the court. Yes, she's an officer of the court. Now, if that if that will have lead them to do a deep dive into how she runs her office, I hope they do. Because remember, it was the woman that she fired. The reason why did she fire that woman who then turned around to testify against her? Why did she fire her? Because she blew the whistle on Fonnie Willis. She had misspent something like a half a million dollars on something that she shouldn't have been spending it on. This woman was a whistleblower, and Fonnie Willis fired her for being the whistleblower. In other words, you know, like Eveline in The Wiz, right? The the uh, the version of The Wiz, of the, of the Wizard of Oz, The Wiz. It was great. It was great. It was a lot of fun. It was a great movie. Michael Jackson, Diana Ross. Well, Eveline was the evil witch. 
And don't nobody bring Eveline no bad news. Well, apparently Fannie Wilson, uh, Fannie Willis was playing the role of Eveline in her office. And when this woman, who used to be her friend, told her how the money was being misspent, she fired her out of hand. Well, guess what? Karma is a nasty little witch, isn't it? And it came back to bite her and her little boo thing. So it's kind of hard not to... um take a great deal of pleasure to see these two go down and i hope that's not the end of it and by the way remember fulton county is pretty much run by the minority persuasion and they're under investigation for the way they run their jail by the department of justice for civil rights violations against their own people if you saw some of the pictures of the jail in fulton county it would disgust you. No one, no human being, no matter how evil they are, should have to live in those kind of circumstances. And that's Fulton County. And that's what she had input into. Anyway, look into it. Department of Justice. I don't know if they've settled out of court or what, but it was not, not a pretty sight. So, you know, when you see this kind of stuff come back to bite these people who think they are so arrogant, they're so entitled, they're so insulated against any kind of repercussions against what they've been doing. This was good. She really outed herself, didn't she? Big time. Big time. And I want to thank Michael Roman, who was one of the other 18 defendants in Georgia, not just Donald Trump, but him, who actually had his lawyers. Miss Merchant, who was the the examiner, she was the uh, plaintiff's attorney in this case, who was uh, they un- they uncovered all these documents? Yeah, I want to. I, w- I would like to send them a great big Valentine, maybe a belated Valentine for what they uncovered about this Fannie Willis and this Nathan Wade and the way they were doing business. Shameful! It's shameful. So she even got to toward the end of it. She was attacking the judge, as you heard in that clip. And um, yeah, they're, they're, I am. It's like it reminded me of Anthony Fauci saying, I am the science. And she's out there saying, I am the democracy. And they're attacking democracy when they attack me. I am democracy. Oh, welcome, everybody, to the Ross Report. I don't know what to tell you, except uh, we have some fun news. We have some serious news. We have some sad news. I was reading the story about the young man who was killed in that horrific accident on Mardi Gras Day. If they don't throw that woman in jail and throw away the key, there is no justice in this world. If you haven't read the story about that wonderful young man who got killed because of a drunk driver, I'll get into it later in the show because I really want to kind of do a eulogy for him. He's one of those unsung heroes in our lives who's out there doing good work every day and then something like this happens to take his life early. Somebody should recognize. Somebody should pay attention. Attention must be paid. And we're going to do it on the Ross Report a little bit later in the program. Welcome, everybody. So good to be with you on this fabulous, fun, freaky. Did I get them all? No, I didn't. Friday. You had about three more in the very beginning. Fabulous, fun, freaky, fantastic. Well, we'll leave it at that. Hey. We're running out of time. Close I have enough. to thank my Patreon Close sponsors. <laughs> Every single one of them, I want to thank them because they're just wonderful people. And if you have a chance to do business with our Patriot sponsors, please do so and tell them when you see them around, just tell them thank you. Thank you for 
sponsoring this mission that we're on at the Ross Report to get as much information to you as we can in a two-hour period. Every every single day we're here, and we hope you are too. We want to thank wonderful folks over at United Tile, Craig and his team, MPW Properties, Will and Ashley and the gang over there, the wonderful Luquettes and their fabulous team over at Service Chevrolet Cadillac, Tim and the gang at, uh, well, yeah, the place I was just at having lunch, Dino's on Bertrand, Dino's on Kali Saloon, Dino's in the Basin, and of course, two Prejeans, two fabulous Prejeans, I-49 North and in Broussard. Kishwaukee Construction, you bet. Keith is a great patriot as well. And of course, we have a hotline for you, Ty Grineau. What did I say? Ty Grineau, Acadiana Garage Doors. And CLB, the Community Bank, sponsoring the hotline, 337 7060113, 7060113. You can shoot me over an email, the Ross Report, LFT at gmail.com. You ready for a Friday? Come on, come on. Just put the radio on. Oh, yeah, we'll hit the dance floor. Don't go away. We'll be right back on the Ross Report. House of Cards is coming down. Of course, they're doing their best to bankrupt Donald Trump. More money, 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 money. That wicked woman, that E. Jean Carroll. My goodness. I mean, what a nutcase she is. A total nutcase. But that nutcase is getting, what, $83 million? Something like that. Now, how many bites at the apple do they get? Or how many bites of Donald Trump's butt do they get to get more money out of him? How many times are they going to rehash this this goofy case that Michael Cohen actually, he got, they took him down. They took him down because he perjured himself. He's a known perjurer. The Stormy Daniels case. How many times do they get to bring this up? Here we go again. The hush money trial going on again. He did not use campaign money. And it didn't have anything to do with his campaign. It had to do with saving his marriage. Mostly during the 2016 presidential run. So they're leaving the trial date intact. Uh, it's, it's supposed, it was, well, no, they, they moved it back. They did move it back to March 25th. They're going to start with jury selection on March 25th. It was originally set for the day, I guess, the day before the Super Tuesday primary, something like that. But, uh, but so they're going to, they're going to do it March 25th. They're going to start picking a jury. How many times do we have to do this? How many times? And this is supposed to last six weeks. What a waste of time. And they're going to put that perjurer on the stand again. Here we go. Here we go again. The next two months, President Trump is going to be working on a trial instead of the campaign trail. Isn't that exactly what they want? They want him off the campaign trail. I got news for them. Just keep charging him. You'll have him in the Oval Office in no time. Keep it up. Just keep it up. 
this relentless persecution, and that now we know, we knew, you and I knew, but now the mainstream media is finally acknowledging, because why? Because some intrepid reporters by the name of Schellenberger and Taibbi, these are the guys who did the X-Files, yeah? Same guys, they're on Substack, and they just blew the whistle off of this, and is one of the reasons they raided Mar-a-Lago, because Donald Trump had part of the quote-unquote binder, the intel that proved that Brennan and Clapper and Obama and Hillary, all of them were in on it from day one. The FBI, the CIA. I get hives when I think about John Brennan being in charge of the CIA. Despicable human being. Anyway, now we know they were all in on it. They were spying on Trump. And when he told that, I love it when they rerun that interview with Leslie Stahl. (laughs) Well, this is 60 Minutes. We can't run anything unless we can prove it. (laughs) Hey, wake up, Leslie. By that time, they had been so discredited because everybody knew what was going on even back then. Now... We have incontrovertible evidence because now you see what they're doing. They're going at Weiss is going after that whistleblower because they're saying he wasn't credible after all. Meanwhile, they took everything that Steele and the Steele dossier said and they pushed it out there because they knew it was fake. He was on their payroll, on the FBI's payroll, Christopher Steele. But they were all in on it. And what have we said? Okay, we're going to say it again. You need to remember this. This was not done to protect Hillary alone. Who was on the other end of those emails that they bleach bit and destroyed the server? Yeah, who who was on the other end of that? Yeah, that was Barack Obama. Yeah. You think they were doing all that to protect Hillary? They were protecting all of their butts. All of them. By the way, who just who did Uma Abedin? You know, she who used to be married to Anthony Weiner and left the laptop in the cab somewhere in Europe so the Russians could get their hands on it. <laughs> who is she dating or getting married to? Yes, that would be Alexander Soros, George Soros's son. Oh, yeah, the circle is unbroken, people. It's unbroken, and it's despicable. Just despicable. Oh, now he's been fined. Okay, the case just came down. Trump fined $350 million in civil fraud case. It just came down from the Daily Wire and banned from doing business in New York for three years. Three years. I'll tell you what. He should move everything out of New York. He should move it to Florida. Move it to Miami where they will appreciate you. Move it to Orlando. Move it anywhere but in New York. Three years. What I mean, was that number again? Three hundred fifty million. Three hundred fifty million. Yeah, that's more than she originally asked for. Oh my! But anyway, uh, th- this is horrific, and they banned him from doing business. What What is he going to do with his properties in New York if he can't do business? His kids are running the show right now. But if Trump Incorporated can't do business there, what do they do? They paid over three hundred million dollars in a very brief period of time. No, it was more than that. It was more than that. The taxes that they're paying, they're hemorrhaging tax money. This needs to be overthrown immediately. And believe me, if the powers that be in New York, if if Kathy Hochul wants to save her economy, she'll shut this thing down immediately. Because they can't afford to lose any more businesses out of New York or any more money, tax money. They're already hemorrhaging. Anyway, so here, here we go. $350 Three hundred fifty million, and he can't do business in New York for three years. What? What? Just they, 
Where's Daffy when you need him? Where is Daffy when you need him? These people. You're despicable. Yes, they are. We're going to take a break for the news. We'll be right back. Yeah, they need more money, more money, more money. $350 million, that's nothing compared to what they pay in taxes and the people they employ and they pay taxes. These people are so stupid. So, um, I'll tell you what, they want to get to, they're going to get to. Look at Navalny. Navalny, Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny has died in a remote Arctic prison. Remember when they sent him to prison, they had massive riots and demonstrations in Russia. I wonder what's going to happen now. I know what's not going to happen. What's not going to happen is what... Joe Biden said would happen. He previous, you know, he promised. It's a great story in the Daily Wire. He promised devastating consequences if Navalny died in jail. "Quote: I made it clear to him that I believe the consequences of that would be devastating for Russia." He said that after a meeting with Putin in June of 2021. Obviously, Putin was really afraid of what Joe Biden would do. Shaking in his boots, he and must have absolutely. been. Absolutely. If Joe yeah. Biden comes up and goes, listen here. Oh, I'm, I'm quaking. You had an interesting comment about did, uh, did he wait to get... Did he wait till after, after the Tucker the, interview? Yeah, just for good press kind of coverage. Just get an American in there, get some good press. I don't know what he's... There's no way he can get good press. It's yeah, just to maybe like, keep the really bad stuff from happening but if while he Tucker after, was there. Tucker yeah. wouldn't ask the obvious question, did you kill your opponent? And, hmm. hey, uh, what do you think happens when he's saying it's not about hurting Navalny? All the stuff he says to rationalize the treatment of Navalny and then he dies in prison. It's about trust. Doesn't that just, that that word should absolutely choke in the mouth of Joe Biden, the word trust, because there is no trust in anything that Joe Biden does or says. Nothing that he says or does. And now we know, thanks to all of this information, that he's been coordinating from day one. We know that. Well, he was out of it back in 2016, but there were lots of people. And, of course, he was in the Obama administration when all this was going on. So possibly he was out to lunch back then, too, and didn't know what Hillary and <laughs> Clapper and Brennan and Comey and uh, Obama were cooking up. But which is possible. It's possible he was out of it because, you know, Obama didn't have much faith in him. He said, never, never underestimate Joe's ability to mess things up i will not use the correct word so anyway now we have navalny and uh you know no matter what threat joe biden would throw out there vladimir putin will flick it off like flicking a little mosquito a gnat off of him navalny the the they said he he, he was in this federal uh prison 
and it, it was way out there in the uh, Yamalo Ninets Autonomous Okrug, whatever. It's a federal penitentiary service of Russia. And the medical workers there at the facility uh, immediately arrived at the scene. An emergency medical team was called in. All necessary resuscitation measures were carried out. No positive results, as if. He was sentenced to 19 years in prison because he was convicted on charges of extremism. Now, you know what that means in Russia. Anybody who opposes a regime. Oh, wait, that's kind of like here in the United States right now, too, isn't it? Anybody who opposes a regime. <laughs> you go on to jail. Uh, January 6th, anybody? You get thrown in jail. You get your butt thrown in jail. No due process. We're going to treat the Guantanamo terrorists better than we treat the J6 protesters, who most of them just paraded through. Oh, they were parading without a permit through this through the Capitol. That's what that's what it was. So anyway, um, the death was confirmed by his lawyer. Alexei's lawyer is currently on his way to the prison. Uh, so anyway, we're going to keep an eye on this. He was sentenced. He returned to Moscow from Germany. He was undergoing treatment in Germany for poisoning by a nerve agent that everybody knew. Putin was responsible for. Of course, the Kremlin always denies responsibility for all of this, whether they're shot or strangled or stabbed or poisoned. They deny responsibility for all of it. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, I mean, it's just we're paranoid. You know, we we see these conspiracy theories all over the place. I am telling you, people, we're running out of conspiracies. They're all coming true. (laughs) Kremlin has denied any responsibility for his poisoning, but of course, our uh, intel officials have said they believe Russia was responsible. Now, I wish they'd tell us who they think is responsible for all the persecution of Trump. (laughs) Hmm. The only thing they haven't done yet is tried to poison him. Although we don't know for sure. We don't know for sure about that either. Now, Navalny was, he was a frequent critic of Putin, so therefore he frequently faced criminal charges because anybody who's a critic of Putin, the, the, the be- that's the best result they can get, facing criminal charges until they eventually die, but sometimes they're killed immediately, so you never know. I mean, look at Prigozhin. Prigozhin, who had his own army. What chance did Navalny have? Navalny had a, did not have anything. Navalny just founded the Anti-Corruption Foundation, which, of course, was dissolved by Russia in 2021 because, well, you know, they were exposing corruption by high-ranking Russian officials. Now, you know, democratic countries don't do that kind of thing, you know, throw their opposition in jail and keep them tied up in court forever. You know, just democratic democratic elected countries, they just don't do that kind of thing. They have, you know, the rule of law, right? I tell you, people, it's harder and harder to have a sense of humor about this. I'm doing my best because I just don't want you to get depressed. I'm doing my best. But I tell you, it gets harder and harder to have that sense of humor, to find the absurd in all this absurdity. I'm losing the absurdity in the absurdity. 
the absurd is being obscured by the tragic. So we feel very, very sorry for the family of Alexei Navalny. He was a brave, courageous guy. I'm thinking, I think Khodorkovsky is still in jail. Now, he was a guy who also was going to challenge Putin. He was one of those uh, very wealthy oligarchs. You know, the oligarchs, the oligarchs, if you read Once Upon a Time in Russia, the oligarchs put Putin in power. And it turned around to bite them in the you-know-what. Because Putin consolidated that power and began to destroy any any oligarch who thought he was going to get any breath of democracy or challenge Putin for anything. He either got killed or he got thrown in jail. He definitely got impoverished. Isn't that what they're... Oh, my goodness. Doesn't that sound like what they're doing to Donald Trump? Impoverishing him? I tell you, the parallels between us and Soviet Russia are just becoming scarily, eerily crazily, frighteningly real. I'm into my adjectives and adverbs today, I must tell you. I'm having fun with adjectives and adverbs today. We might need to have a thesaurus in here or something just so you can flip through it. it, There's one right up here. Oh, okay. (laughs) No, that's not true, but I love, I I do have all my little reference books around me, you know, because if I get stuff for a word, you know, because it has to be the exact, the mot propre, as the French would say, the exact right word, or I don't want to say it. Okay, we're just, uh, you know, uh, let's 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 do a little tribute to her boothing. We're not going to let this go. It was just if you watched any of the news last night, you just had to be enjoying it. You had to have fun with it because this woman is so out of control. She is a disgrace to the legal profession. A disgrace. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Nathan's her little boo thing. Now, Nathan, what what you did? You use that credit card? Yeah, I have a business account. I used my credit card, my business credit card. Oh, yeah? Well, how'd you get reimbursed? Well, you know, she gave me cash. Really? She keeps that much cash? Yeah, well, her daddy told her. You know, that's what her daddy said. She got to keep a lot of cash around. Okay, fine. Um, So how much did you have with you? Uh, Four. Oh, 400? No, 4,000. Oh, she had to have that for her little boo thing. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> You're probably... Uh-huh. You may be dreading it, but I'm telling you. We're coming back. Because uh, he's a little boo thing. So I'll give a hoot what you do, say, girl, I know. You a little too tame. I'll be shooting that shot like 2K, girl, I know. So, um, how many times today has your government lied to you? Well, that's an existential question, and it's almost impossible, impossible to know. Well, we do know one time they lied to us was on the the Russian nukes. (gasps) You remember what the congressman said? I was in the skiff. I saw it. (laughs) Yawn. (laughs) I'm paraphrasing. The hysteria. And this is a great article in the Federalist. Look, in the next hour, we are going to get to 
you know, a lot of this, the state and local issues, the, the, um, the right questions being asked about windmills in the Gulf. It's a great op-ed by Bob Livingston, former congressman, yes. And there's also another great op-ed by, um, I think it's uh, Monkla, Mike Monkla, about property rights and the economy being threatened by lawsuits over pipeline crossings. Here we go, those old lawsuits again. But in the meantime, right up to the top of the hour, we want to share these stories with you because this nuke story was, as the Federalist points out, it was a cheap, Employed to ram through more Ukraine aid. So here we got this bill on. And by the way, I'm ashamed of both of my Louisiana congressmen, our senators. You heard Joyce. She called them. Joyce Lindy called up there. Didn't, didn't get much satisfaction. They were running through the usual, uh, you know, excuses for why they voted for it. Um, you know, you're on, you'll be on the right side of history if you give more money, unaccountable money, money that we borrowed from someone else, and we'll have to pay back eventually to give to the kleptocrats in Ukraine. Because it's, you know, it's, you know, it's really, um, you know, it's a fight for democracy. Oh, wait, it's a money laundering scheme is what it is. Anyway, so John Daniel Davidson in The Federalist says that the hysteria over this Russian nuke, this hypersonic blah, 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 was a cheap ploy to ram through Ukraine aid and kill FISA reform. That's the other thing that was in the wings. The reform of the 702s and uh, the the FISA intelligence reforms. Because remember, the Section 702 was the one that warrantless spying is activated by Section 702, spying on Americans. They're supposed to be spying on foreigners, not Americans. But that went out the window with Barack Obama and John Brennan and Clapper. And Comey, DOJ, FBI, NSA, CIA, the alphabet of horribles. Anyway, so they were going to do that. That was kind of the other thing besides the Ukraine aid. It was the reform of the Section 702 of the FISA. Um, They don't want any reforms to FISA. They want to keep spying on Americans without having to obtain a warrant. You know, you see these these shows about the law, and you go in and you say, I want to get in there and I want to do a search. And I, Do you have a warrant? You have a warrant. Just to go in and search for, uh, you know, maybe a, a gun or something that somebody used to commit a crime. Ah, you can't come in here. you got to get a warrant. Not when it comes to spying on Americans. Thanks to FISA, they can do that. Just this past Tuesday, the FBI shared newly declassified information with Politico, revealing it used the Section 702 to foil a terrorist plot on U.S. soil last year. Ooh. So that justifies them spying on Americans. The FBI has people all over this country spying on everybody. Why do they need warrantless spying? If they had to borrow with bother with getting a warrant, well, they wouldn't be able to stop that kind of terrorist plot, would they? No. Because what happened next is very telling, according to Mr. Davidson and the Federalists. Even though the House Republicans, who were pushing for the FISA reforms, appeared to be winning the debate in the aftermath of the hysteria over Russian nukes in space, Mike Johnson pulled the bill. 
and canceled Congress for the rest of the week. Do you think the intelligence agencies don't have Congress by the yeah, yeah? Yes, it's a highly technical term, I know. But I think you get my meaning. It doesn't take a conspiracy theorist to figure out what happened. The intelligence agencies don't want anybody getting in their way. They've got it all their way, and they want to keep it all their way. They don't want any flow in the interruption of information to them, and they don't want any interruption in the flow of dollars to the Ukraine, and they just don't want anybody to know what they're up to. So that's why we say, oh, you think those those nukes up in space are the big problem? No, I'd say the people over there in D.C. are the big problem, as Michael Schellenberger, Matt Taibbi, and Alex Guttentag have been reporting. Because remember how they did it. Uh, the CIA asked their friends in the Five Eyes. Remember we mentioned the Five Eyes, Australia, Russia, a couple of others, uh, to spy on 26 Trump associates. Just get the low-hanging fruit like Papadopoulos. <laughs> Poor guy. He didn't know what was happening to him. And that's how they were able to share the intelligence. So they get the intelligence, and then they float it back to the FBI and the CIA, because the CIA is not supposed to be spying on Americans. So they're supposed to be overseas. The FBI is supposed to be here, domestic. Anyway, so they use their five eyes. Which reminds me, I need to do an Emily Latella. You remember Emily Latella? What's all this talk about on Saturday Night Live? Right? And she's always get it wrong. She'd say, uh, "What's all this talk about violins on television? Why, why can't we have violins on television? Violins are very good." No, Emily, violence. So when I saw this thing about the five eyes, <laughs> it reminded me of, you know, what's all this talk about the five guys? They do good hamburgers. What? What are we upset about them? <laughs> They're not the five eyes. It's the five guys, Emily. <laughs> Never mind. See, I'm trying to make you laugh. I'm doing my best. It it wasn't to discover whether Trump was colluding with Moscow. They knew Trump wasn't colluding with Moscow. They knew exactly who was colluding with Moscow. The same people who are still colluding with Moscow. The Democrats. Back then, Obama and Hillary and Biden. Now, Biden and Obama and Hillary. <laughs> It's the same. Hey, they just changed the order. They're all doing it. By the way, the five eyes are United Kingdom. That's Great Britain. Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and us. The five eyes. Wait, don't they make good hamburgers? No, not those guys. So again, they knew. They knew who was colluding with Russia. It was Hillary. Why would Putin not love Hillary? He wanted Hillary. Why not? She sold him 20% of the uranium stockpile that we had. She sold it to him. Last time I checked, Russia is not our ally. Not this time. Maybe in World War II, but not this time. Not now. And by the way, now it comes out it's totally messing up the Democrats' plan because now Putin is saying he supports Joe Biden. Why? Because we don't know about that crazy Trump. We don't know what he's going to do. He's going to put more sanctions on us. He's going to do this. He's going to do... Yeah. They like predictability. By the way, who else is helping out Biden? That would be Mexico. Have you noticed the flow of migrants? Yeah. Because they don't want Trump. 
in there. So they're going to make it easy on Biden. They're going to they're going to try to solve the immigration debacle at the southern border. I think it's a little too late because these people are all over the country causing chaos and havoc. So they may do all they want. It's just a little too little, a little too late. So let's not get distracted about nukes in space. No. Eyes on the prize. Five eyes on the prize. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will talk about uh, state and local questions that we have, like are the right questions being asked about windmills in the Gulf, property rights in the economy threatened about um, pipeline crossings. By the way, you know, Egypt is building a wall. <gasps> really? Why is Egypt building a wall? They're building a wall because they want to keep the Palestinians out. Oh, my goodness. They're fellow Arabs. They want to keep the Palestinians out. Yep. Yep. So it goes. We'll be right back on the Ross Report. Don't go away. 